Monday. Yud Gimel Elul, Tuf, Shin, Ayin, Gimel, the 13th day in the month of Elul, 5773. We're coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Thank you so much for tuning in and making us a part of your day. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're here every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, 9 AM Eastern Time, 4 PM Israel Time. But you can listen to this show whenever you want because it's archived and it's on the Nachum Siegel Network via the website and the different apps, both the iPhone app and the Android app. We hope you're enjoying. We'll start off with some great news from Israel. Yet again, yet again, archaeologists working in Jerusalem have discovered a 2,700-year-old pottery fragment with an ancient Hebrew inscription, possibly containing the name of of a biblical figure. Now, this is yet another um, archaeological discovery found in Ir David, the city of David, which is currently outside of the old city walls, but of course during the times of David, the times of the Tanakh, this was was the city of Jerusalem. And they believe that this fragment that they found was part of a large ceramic bowl, a klicheres, dating from between the 8th and 7th century BCE. The text, there's a carved text, and the text is... Um, in the font which was used by the Jewish people, the Hebrew font that was used by the Jewish people up until the destruction of the first Bet HaMikdash. What people don't always realize is that the font that we use today for the Aleph Bet is a font that was brought back from Babel. It's a Babylonian font. The letters before the destruction of the first temple used by the Jewish people were was a different alphabet. In fact, it's an alphabet that would be hard for us to read unless we knew how to decode it. And thankfully, we do know how to decode it. That previous alphabet was much more picture-oriented. So a, uh, a nun, which means a fish in Hebrew and in Aramaic, um, looked sort of like a fish. A mem, which stood for like mayim, looked like a wave of water. A vav, which is a hook, looked like a hook. An ayin, which is an eye, looked like an eye, and so forth. Like more picturesque, if you will. <laughs> and the letters found on the bowl were yud hey vav bet-nun and bet-nun hey. So bet-nun is ben, the son of. And like so many other things that were found in those uh, archaeological excavations, 
this was someone's name. So it's someone, Ben, someone. The first uh, part before the Ben is yud Hey vav which is the ending very, very typical of the um, Jewish names. Yirmiyahu, Yeshayahu, yud Hey vav which is a God-related ending to a name. And the second part, after the Ben, is Bet-Nun-Hey, so that could be Benaya, which is a name that we find in Tanakh and so forth. So they're not sure who it belonged to, and I guess the man is uh, long dead, so <laughs> you don't have to return it to anybody. But it is an amazing discovery, yet another one found in Ir David. We'll post a link to the uh, that story, this particular version of it, off the timesofisrael.com, with a picture, and you'll see the font that I'm talking about. Uh, what else is going on in the Middle East? Well, there's uh, some some goings on in Egypt, and there's a great article by Ben Yamini in uh, today's Ma'ariv, which is available online via NRG NRG.co.il. Uh, this is not in English; it's in Hebrew. Um, and Ben Yamini basically criticizes the Obama administration for not understanding the Middle East. The Obama administration thinks it doesn't look nice when the army is uh, doing what needs to be done in Egypt in order to control the Muslim Brotherhood. And what he points out is that if the Obama administration does not back the army, we might, God forbid, have another Iran, this time in Egypt, on Israel's border. And that would be a horrendous situation. The Obama administration of the United States needs to support the army in its fight. It doesn't look nice. The pictures on TV look really bad. But the truth is, the people that are being hurt, the people that the army is fighting, are the bad guys in this picture. And so, what I would be doing would be calling the White House and expressing this sentiment to my president, telling him that the United States needs to continue to support the army in Egypt. It is the only stabilizing factor, and it is the only power that can stand up right now against the Islamization of Egypt and against the Muslim Brotherhood. That's an important thing that we can all do. We sometimes ask, what can we do? That's what we can do. A few weeks ago, we reported, actually it was, um, let's say, 60 days ago, so it was more than a few weeks ago, we reported that um, the high court in Israel ruled against the city of Tel Aviv. Here's the situation. Some major supermarkets in Tel Aviv, 24-hour chains, were staying open on Shabbat. They were staying open 24-7. Tel Aviv being mainly a secular city, still there's a city law that does not allow stores to remain open on Shabbat. Movie theaters are open, etc., but stores may not be open on Shabbat. But these stores didn't really care because what was happening was the city was not enforcing the law. They were sending someone in, giving a fine to the store. The store happily paid the fine because they were making a lot more money by staying open on Shabbat. The city was sued 
By who? Not by religious people. Actually, by non-religious people who owned smaller ma and pa grocery stores who were losing tremendous amount of business and who wanted to be able to have a day off on Shabbat and not have to work on Shabbat. They sued the city and the high court in Israel ruled in their favor and said the city has 60 days to either change the law or stop making a mockery of the law. Well, the 60 days have passed. Now we are um, a little more than a month before, no, I'm sorry, two months, before an upcoming election, and local elections in Israel are on the 22nd of October, and nobody in the city of Tel Aviv, in the municipality, wants to touch this hot potato issue. Because somebody, somebody will be offended no matter what they do. So what did the city do? Instead of enforcing the law, that's what they always say. They always say this is a country of laws. We have to enforce the laws. Well, instead of enforcing the law, they got back to the high court now, 60 days later, and said, well, being that the municipality municipality has disbanded before the elections, we can't do anything about it, and so it'll have to wait till after the elections. And that was their manipulative move by the municipality. I like that. Manipulative move by the municipality to get around the ruling of the high court, and, and it'll be yet another two months plus before these store owners are able to rest on Shabbat without worrying about losing their business. We have lots more plans for the rest of the show. This week, thousands of young men and women who just finished high school are going to be heading out to Israel for a year or two of study, of Torah study, in Yeshivot, seminaries around the country. It's an amazing, amazing thing. It gives them so much. It gives them a much stronger base for their Judaism. Plus, it gives them a tremendous love for the state of Israel. And so it's important that the future generation have that. Well, many parents are sad to see their kids go away for the year. Some of them are left with empty nests. And so to them, to all the students, we wish a wonderful year. And to the parents, we dedicate Eric Einstein's classic, Uf Gozal, a song about the empty nest. My name is Mayor Wangart, and you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. הגוזלים שלי יזבו את הקר פרסו כנפיים ואפו ואני ציפור סגנה נשארתי בקר מקווה מאוד שהכל יהיה בסדר תמיד ידעתי שיבוא היום שבו צריך להיפרד אבל 
Einstein with the classic Uf Gozal here on the Israel show. So, um, we started talking about this actually on uh, Jamie Dam on Friday when I was sitting in for, filling in for Nachum. And um, I'll continue discussion here. Things have changed. It's amazing how things have changed in a generation or two. When I was growing up, most Jewish American youth, mainly, 
try to avoid army service. Today, you have hundreds of young American Jews who flew last week, actually, with Nefesh Benefesh, flew to Israel in order to join the army, which is rather amazing. It's still a very small number, yet it's it's rather interesting that hundreds of young American Jews who grew up here, many of whom went to college already here, are leaving the quote-unquote good life in order to go to Israel. They grew up in Zionist homes, and they put their money where their mouth is, so to speak. They didn't just talk the talk, they walked the walk. Well, another thing that has changed, when I was growing up, many Israeli citizens wanted to have U.S. citizenship as well. And many U.S. Olim, once they got to Israel, didn't give up their U.S. passport. They wanted to keep their United States citizenship. Well, that's changing too. And that is due to the laws that the United States has passed over the over the last few years. Tax laws, which some consider draconian, rather strict laws, which target Americans, American citizens that live abroad and make their living abroad, and the United States is taxing their income. It's pretty amazing. Uh, something that we really didn't have to worry about, too much about in the past. And the United States is also requiring all U.S. citizens to report on their tax returns if they have bank accounts in foreign countries that had more than $10,000 in them, even for one day during the past year. The Wall Street Journal has an extensive article. We're posting a link to it. They report that more than 1,000 Americans renounced renounced their U.S. citizenship in the second quarter of 2013, which is an increase over recent years. And many of those are concerned about paperwork burdens imposed by the Foreign Account Tax Compliance Act, or FATCA. There's also another one called FBAR. I don't know if that, those are the same or not. The law designated to stop overseas tax evaders, several lawyers told the Wall Street Journal. The 1,130 people who renounced their citizenship in the second quarter is higher than the previous record, which was set in the first quarter of this year. That was 679. That was in the first quarter, so in the second quarter is 1,130, and is more than all the people who gave up their citizenship in 2012. Which is, which is amazing. It means in 2012, there were less than 1,130 people who renounced their American citizenship. And in 2013, that was the number for the, for the second quarter alone. They report that a popular alternative, once you renounce your citizenship, and this is for, not for people who made Aliyah, who already have citizenship in another country, but popular citizen, a po- popular alternative is to establish citizenship in places like Hong Kong which cap taxes at 10%. Interesting, the number, I would have never guessed this, the number of U.S. citizens who are living abroad. Take a guess. More than 
six million Americans. That's almost the population of Israel. More than six million U.S. citizens live abroad. We'll post a link to that Wall Street Journal article for you on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash The Israel Show. We like to report on the number of likes that we have. Well, we're up one more. We're at 109. We're doing very well. We're really proud of that number, and we encourage you to continue liking our Facebook page. And once you've liked it, tell your friends about it. Tell your friends about the show. Anybody who you think would be interested in our type of show, let them know that it exists. Let them know about our Facebook page where we post links to most of the songs that we play. We just posted a link to Uf Gozal, or if we talk about a news story, we just posted a link to the Wall Street Journal story and to the Ir David story. So this way you can check it all out for yourself if you'd like. Um, we promised in our promo to introduce you to a new Israeli Haredi rocker, rock star named Botzer. Just released his debut album. It's called Hafraot, period. Keshev, period. Rikuz, period. Hafraot, Keshev, Rikuz in Hebrew, without the periods, is ADD. Attention deficit disorder. And hyperactivity. Actually, not hyperactivity. Attention deficit disorder. Hafraot, Keshev. Keshev is, Lahakshiv is to listen, to, to, um, yeah, to listen, attention. And Rikuz is, is um, to concentrate. So that would mean, haf, and hafra'ot is he, um, ha- having trouble with. Lehafria. So hafra'ot keshevarikuz is, is the word for AD, is the phrase for ADD, but here he put periods after, <laughs> after each word. So it's hafra'ot, things that get in the way. Keshev, concentrate, and rikuz. Oh, wow. Very cool. So this song is called Kmo Mishak, Interesting Words, Interesting Melody. The artist's name is Botzer. I saw him on uh, an Israeli TV show recently where he performed this song. He uh, is a young man dressed in Hasidic garb. Looks like he grew up in a non-religious home, and now he has turned to the religious life, but continues with his music channeled in the more religious direction. Here it is. We're debuting it here. Recently released, Kmo Mishak. The album, the artist's name is Botzer. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Let's go, 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 let's go
אחד, כופר באחר, הוא מאמין במה שהוא מבין, או מה שבשבילו זמין, ואני לא יודע כלום. גילוי של המדע את האתמול הוא כבר סתר, ואיש אינו שואל מה נדע מחר, ואני לא יודע כלום.
And one of his secular songs is a drinking song, which um, was released last week as a single, but as part of a uh, new CD being worked on by an Israeli group called Nikmata Traktor. It's a secular Israeli rock group. And um, the head of this group, Avi Balali, was very excited when he read a few of the poems of Rabbi Moshe Ibn Ezra. And he decided to devote an entire album. And this is, again, this is a secular band. These are secular people who are devoting an entire album to the songs, some secular, some Kodesh, of Rabbi Moshe Ibn Ezra, who lived a thousand years ago. This called, we'll start with the secular one, and then we'll go on to Kel Lila, which is done by uh, Mayor Banai. This one is done by Mata Trator. It's, as I said, it's a drinking song. again. Fill up my glass. Let me drink until I defeat my sorrows. But if, for whatever reason, I die in front of you, then quickly resuscitate me as the player, the musician, is playing the music. So here it is, Nikmata Traktor, together with Yoram Chazan, singing Rabbi Moshe Ibn Ezra's Shete Achi. My name is Mayor Weingarten. We're happy to debut these things and many others for you here on The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Banai with Kelnora Alila. That was uh, the second of the 
Moshe Ibn Ezra songs that we uh, were focusing on. The first was Shteachi. My name is Mayor Wang and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Well, we welcome our 110th like. And it comes all the way from the other side of the pond, as we say, from Jeremy in Manchester of the United Kingdom. Manchester, England. Wow. And Jeremy also sent us a message, which we're going to try and fix. Technical issue. See if that helps. Don't know. Either way, Jeremy thought he was the 109th, but no, he's the 110th. Welcome. Jeremy and all the other people enjoying the show. Links to the last two songs are up on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. And um, in the UK, you can actually listen to the show both online or via a local phone number. You can dial in if you don't have internet access and listen to the show. The number in the UK is 44 44-207-0974. 44-207-0970974. Have the same thing in Israel, 072-224-2792, 072-224-2792. And in New York, where my email listens every week, via the phone at 212-419-4241, 212-419-4241. And of course online at nachlamsegel.com or via one of the apps, the iPhone app, which is available for free in the iTunes store. Just do a search for Nachum Siegel Network. Same goes for the Android app, available free in the Google store. You can email me, mayor at nachumsegel.com, M-E-I-R, mayor, M-E-I-R, mayor at nachumsegel.com. Staying with the Yom uh, Yom thing, a very special melody was written for the classic Unetanet Tokef, the text, which, by the way, the Sephardim do not say. This is a totally Ashkenazic text. I was shocked to learn that a few years ago. Unetanet Tokef, which talks about who will live and who will die in the coming year, and asks God to put us in the Book of Life. This... Um, version that we're about to play was written in uh, the early 90s, 1990s, by a secular Israeli, Yair Rosenblum, and he wrote this tune dedicated to Kibbutz Bet Shita, which again is a, a secular kibbutz, where 11 of its members were killed during the Yom Kippur War. And that changed many of the minds of many of the kibbutz members who now looked a little differently at Yom Kippur, at at our traditions. The melody, Yair Rosenblum said, incorporates different musical styles, Ashkenazic, Sephardic, and of, of the many different groups in Israel. And it actually does tremendous justice to the words and has become very popular in Israel, broadcast many times in Israeli radio, and was adapted 
interestingly, by many shuls, many, many synagogues, orthodox synagogues, that now use this melody of Unatana Tokef. Uh, it was recorded recently, for the first time, I believe, by a religious singer, by Avram Fried, in a Ashkenazic um, accent, but the original is done by Hanoch Abalak, I think that's the way you pronounce it, and this is the classic Yair Rosenblum Kibbutz Betashitau Natanatokev. We present it to you here on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> Can't I 
משול כחרס הנשבר, כחציר יבש וחציץ נובל, וחצר עובר, וכענן כלב, וכרוח נושבת, וכאבק פורח. וכחלום יעוף. חנוך הבלק, with the Yair Rosenblum version of Unetana Tokef, which has become probably one of the most popular Unetana Tokefs in modern Israel. Well, time to wrap up all the other stories that we have prepared for today. We'll wait for next time. We're going to end off with Avi Toledano and Badera Chazara, which sort of could be, if you want, you could think about it as sort of Chazara B'Tshuva, time of Elul and Teshuvah. So we're going to end off with that. 
Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Stay tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com, for a great music Monday mix. Until next Monday, following Jame in the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. I Ha-da-ra! <laughs>